0: year it's 2002 I'm Dave I'm Zach I'm Charlotte and this is my marvelous year go through the history of Marvel Comics from its origins to today. I'm Dave founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. I read all the comics that we talk about <laughs> on these episodes. Mm-hmm. I've read them before. I've created all these lists. I created the My Marvelous Year list back in 2016 or so as a curated approach to read through year by year through Marvel Comics history so you don't have to read absolutely everything, but so that you have a nice... Sample platter, a very manageable platter. Where, say, if you had you know a week, perhaps months advance time, you could easily read those comics ahead and uh, and get a good taste of the Marvel Universe. I am joined by one other host here today, who uh, who also has read these comics. Today, we're going to talk about Fantastic Four, one, two, three, four. Fantastic Four kick off to the Mark Wade and Michael Ringo runs, as well as Avengers Dyn- or Avengers King Dynasty. Charlotte. How's it going? What's it like to to be able to read so many comics?
1: Hi, yeah, it's good. I'm the the people like listening to this that are way behind on the the reading list are getting so much whiplash from. <laughs> They're not the <laughs> target of this, but sorry, <laughs> you have to to suffer through this too. Um, yeah, Listen, hi, I'm I, happy I've to I've never read understood.
0: Some <laughs> yeah, I've never understood people who are like, I can't keep up. It's too many comics. Uh-huh. I have I have a life, <laughs> please please let me slow down and pause. Uh, obviously, with the Moral Sheer Club, you can go at your own pace. Now that does exclude three human beings in this world, um, <laughs> one of whom is Zach Dean, who did Zach. I'm publicly shaming you because oh, I'm yeah. so mad. Shame me, shame me. You did it's not right. read Avengers oh, King no. uh, for this episode. Oh, no. Pure. It seems like it seems like in protest because I swore. I would reduce the amount of King Dynasty issues we had to read. I did not do so, which only hurts you specifically. <laughs> and you fought back by not reading any of these issues today. Shame, Shame upon you, a pox upon you personally because your family seems great. Um Zach. <laughs> it's uh th- th- explain yourself. My plan defend yourself. My plan to lean into
2: uh, my public humiliation kink. Has uh, has really
0: worked out well. (laughs) This is backfiring terribly. Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't know. uh, This is going badly for me. You're just getting more and more into it. Yeah, (laughs) the matter I get. You know what, Dave? I didn't actually read
2: the Fantastic Four either. I'm. I'm going to swear on Mike. (laughs) (laughs) No, I did. I did. I didn't. I just. I didn't didn't have time to read the Avengers. I like thought i, I miscalculated uh, how much time i had yesterday i did it, if it makes you feel better i told rose last night i was like i read these fantastic four but like there's nine issues of avengers i think and i just don't have time so i'm not even gonna read like start it and she's like here's, are you here's what i will tell wait, you wait, wait no no, no wait, wait <laughs> and then i told her and she was like
0: are you allowed to be on the episode and i was like oh it's fine they won't care <laughs> So it's, I... <laughs> it is not Okay, listen, I do not want this precedent to continue at all. It is not fine. Rose is right. You're violating our the, sacred the bond. Decency, yeah. you're violating precedent. This is unprecedented in the history of my marvelous year. Is that true? I feel like there's well.
1: Been... You've like mixed up some issues here and there, but <laughs> no, we've never come in like like yeah, I forgot to raise some. That's fine. <laughs> what?
0: Like that's never happened. Yeah, like like what do you think like you're gonna talk about oh i think <laughs> like in your head i'll just like lean like, back what? i'll lean back during that part yeah. that's why we've got okay. two other hosts sure. yeah you uh-huh. just fat joe and all over the place I'll, just leaning back i will heavy. i'll
2: take half pay for this episode if that's at the root of this okay i can, I can read between the lines dave, dave is looking at you know the split and he's going does he really deserve the 30 dollars for this episode <laughs> i'll only take <laughs> yeah for yeah this yeah one, <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> no, if you want to go to patreon.com slash My mm-hmm. and support My Marvelous show. that's the only way we make literally any money yep and it's super appreciated all of you who do it thank you so much um but i would say i don't know if you can do this on patreon but please specify in your donation uh who you would like the money to yeah go you could you could s- just put percentages of how much you want to go to each <laughs> each host on there i genuinely yeah. I, and uh i am so you know what def- now now having said this though i immediately <laughs> yeah. regret it because everyone's gonna say Sar- charlotte <laughs> and, well i know and I people who are open.
1: like later like Two years back and haven't caught up yet. Don't even know I exist. Maybe yeah, so. that's true. We'll that's a good see. point. That's
0: a good point. If they're stuck in the past. All like, right, all right. Charlotte. Let's we'll, we'll talk about some comics today. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get over this. I was in a great mood this morning and now I'm just completely. completely I have to say I am genuinely shaken. surprised
2: at the reaction. I really was like, oh, it's not a big deal. I never, I never do this. It's all right if I do. It one I time. just I never gall- do this.
1: I never read the
2: comics. I, <laughs> I mean, what about you The week? audacity last week. Well, actually, this is next week's episode because we recorded out of order. But Dave, you're talking about Infinity Abyss, and you're like, "Yeah, I skimmed a lot of this. What about that? That's not reading the comics."
1: Well, he—that's an ap- that what what approach. That is an approach. Like, yeah, yeah. Thank you,
2: Charlotte. Well, <laughs> let first me just off, read, read the before, Wikipedia su-
0: synopsis. No, no, no second that's that's what <laughs> this show is about some scum, <laughs> some comics. Some scum. mandate. <laughs> some scummicks. they're scummicks. <laughs> these ones mm-hmm. they deserve a skim they mandate a skim okay mm-hmm. I, um, I, I have no problem I, with that i'm just, I'm just especially having read them before
2: just trying to get out of this king
0: one. dynasty king dynasty these are scummicks. Mm. these are scummicks. I've, I've lost a lot of these <laughs> track of what this means what <laughs> even though we just <laughs> introduced the term it's a new term We're, i'll work on it okay. um Okay, we're going we're gonna to talk about King Dynasty later, but the, what I will say, and Charlie, I think you alluded to this as well, there are two comics within King Dynasty that are genuinely awesome, um, and some ideas that are that are nice. Uh, all right, let's start with Fantastic Four. Um, we have today a really interesting split of Fantastic Four 1, 2, 3, 4. It's a mini series by Grant Morrison and Jay Lee, and then we have the ongoing Fantastic Four. We have issues 51 to 54, which I had completely forgotten. I included. <laughs> I was genuinely surprised yeah. and perplexed why they were in here. <laughs> uh, there was those are my Car- Carl Kessel and um, and Carlos Pacheco, uh, RIP. Carlos Pacheco passed very recently. And then we have issues sixty and sixty one by Mark Wade and Michael Ringo, along with Carl Kessel, where the Fantastic Four run that is this highly highly acclaimed and celebrated begins in earnest. Um, okay, what I want to talk about here, and we'll go through each each series. What I want to talk about here though is it's a perfect blend. It is a perfect split between between what I've been talking about in terms of like kind of the two halves of Marvel right now, and the two storytelling approaches to Marvel Comics, where you have a Marvel Knights, beat them up, torture them, deconstruct the franchise work by Morrison and Jay Lee, whose artistic vision, I mean, for me definitely defines kind of a lot of what Marvel Knights is. You know, when I think Marvel Knights, I'm thinking Jay Lee's Inhumans or Century a yeah. lot of times. Okay. and then. You have Wade and Waringo coming in with Castle on, on issues 16 and 61, and that is the pure, back-to-basics, nostalgic, let's get to the hook and core of these characters, but it is done phenomenally well. And I think since 1998, since the start of Marvel Knights, I've been pretty consistent in saying I always prefer the Marvel Knights approach, the sort of vertigo-inspired maturation of these books, willingness to get weird and do you know some take some chances as opposed to looking backwards i actually think with fantastic four it's the opposite and it's a rare opposite um but i think the wade and moringo stuff is that good so all right let me throw it to you charlotte can, can i any any that... commentary whoa, whoa. Well, I, want, I have a point about what you you're don't saying. get to not read king dynasty and jump in on a <laughs> let's throw it to you charlotte well i didn't hear that Sit part when back I... down sir right. goodness <laughs> Charlotte, what do you think about that?
1: Oh, I really didn't read the Fantastic Four comments. <laughs> 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 uh, no, um, I'm like, it's actually interesting because I think I see what she's saying in the comparison between the, the Morrison FF and the what's going on with Wade and the, the first creative team who I've already forgotten the name of. Sorry, guys. Um, but like, I don't know, the, especially the Wade stuff, it feels, yeah, it feels very like, classic uh, big ad- cosmic adventures and, like, family-centric stuff. Like, that's classic Fantastic Four. And very, like, bright and and kind of... I don't know if cartoonish is this the right word, but, like, yeah, very bright, colorful, and happy style. Um, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It's clean in I I don't know if clean is the right word, but, like, clean and, st- and straightforward in a way that the other comics we've said that about are, are about, like, being more... Backwards looking, like kind of the Bociak, the Bosiak run on Avengers, like, that's a very, like, old school run, but it feels more messy and crowded with being in the continuity and being, like, Avengers number 158 or whatever it is, whereas I feel like the beginning of the Wade run on Fantastic Four feels like... Okay, you could start here. This could be a Fantastic Four number one easily, and like, it's a great way to get into that, and you don't need to know anything about the Fantastic Four. And it's, I know it feels very refreshing compared to other other back-to-basics or old-school-style comics we've read from, from this time period. Uh, I don't yeah. know, it feels... It feels modern in a different way than Marvel Knights, but it does feel very modern to me and feel like maybe the beginning of a reconciliation between that, like, forward thinking of Marvel Knights and kind of old school thinking of um, Bossiek and Company. Like, I don't know, the way, it, at least the beginning of the way it run on FF feels like a reconciliation of that or lo- of learning the lessons of Marvel Knights and, I don't know, taking, ha- using that to, to, like push forward the the big franchises of of Marvel. I anyway, know it it was refreshing, and I'm I'm actually glad you included the like fifty one to fifty six or whatever it was. Like I don't know, I I it, some some good Doom stuff. Like I I really like it. Maybe it's just like it's a good you know, arc. Yeah. I see the I see the the Hickman prequel of it um, in the the birth of Valyria and and Doom's relationship with the FF. But I know it's it's a good Doom slash FF story. The, yep. I mean
2: I think. There's a pretty clear answer to me about why like this doesn't get under our skin the same way any kind of like Spider-Man reboot would. Which is Fantastic Four it hasn't had a good run since Lee and Kirby, really, <laughs> right? Or like a gr- I guess
0: Burn, Ooh, I Just really, fights Ben. I forgot Shots about, about at your own Burn. I forgot about Burn. I forgot about Burn. <laughs> but like I I guess like nowadays everybody want to talk like they got something to say but nothing comes out when they move This you just, just going to be rude, rude this ready? whole time. <laughs> Oh my god. What's he's,
2: happening? he's so rasped about me not reading these comics.
0: <laughs> I would have <laughs> rapped whether I was mad at you or not. Yeah, but it was wouldn't have been as rude. <laughs> um That's the, my
1: secret
2: gap. I'm always rapping. I mean the the Fantastic Four <laughs> thing is just like we don't have that much Fantastic Four. Like that's really good Fantastic Four. So I think it's been even if you're talking about the barn stuff, that's been fifteen years since it Fantastic have Four many has been. Yeah, that first issue is...
1: First issue of a run.
2: The first issue issue is interesting, Charlotte, because, like, you're saying it could be a really good... It is, I mean, it's clear, it's the first issue of this run, and it feels like a mission statement, but it also kind of felt like the last issue of a run to me. <laughs> like, the way that that guy, like, tagged along with the Fantastic Four, and at the end was like, here's the key to the Fantastic Four. Like, this is what they're really like, and, like kind of setting out a ground statement about the yeah. Fantastic Four. It felt like almost Wade putting his mark on the series and being like, and that's what I did with the Fantastic Four. <laughs> so, like, it feels so conclusive and so, like, uh, I don't know, like fulfilling an idea that it's kind of exciting because you're like, oh, okay, you really have, like, a vision for... Um, yeah, yeah like I, I kind f- of
1: see what you mean, but I guess I saw it more as like like the Morrison manifesto for X Men, like a mission statement when beginning mm. uh, mm-hmm. work on on one of this uh, of those series. I know, but I, I do see what you mean. But I think I guess I just saw it more as a an introdu- an well, introduction. Well, I mean, it literally, like way- it literally yeah. is
2: so you're right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm just but I, I see what you mean, and
1: the fact that we had read some FF in the same episode prior to to this, like yeah, we should go. It- doesn't go feel back much to those like first ones. Issue?
2: We shouldn't just jump to the Wade because the Wade stuff. To be honest, we only read two issues, and like it's a very intriguing start. But it, it's I haven't this year. This year, we're yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm excited to read more. But like, it is just the beginning of this, and it's like one kind of setup issue that really is just kind of like here's where we are. Here's the Fantastic Four, and like here's where they are in the Marvel universe right now. And then one issue that's like kind of kicking the story off. Um, yeah. That Morrison one, so let's let's jump back to that one. Um This is the kind of Morrison storytelling that sometimes gets under my skin a little bit in that it feels to me like I'm just missing pages. <laughs> it feels like I'm missing pages and panels for, like, plot information. And it's just, mm. there's just a little bit missing that I'm like, I don't know. So, in, Doom, in what regard? It yeah, was you specify it. that? Mostly, like, somewhere around, I think, issue three, like, halfway through issue three, when it really became, like, they started talking about what Doom has, was doing with the reality manipulation, where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. so how did he do that? What are What's the mechanism of this? Like, Doom says he gets, at one point he throws out a line where he got technology from a spaceship, and then I was like, did I miss that? Like, am I just, <laughs> okay. I don't think yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. skimming, like, but, like... And then it's like Doom and uh, Reed Richards are having like a, <clears throat> a mind battle of the wills, almost like manif- I mean, he talks about tulpas and manifesting his reality, and like maybe Doom is just a, a manifestation of Victor's all the bad things in Victor's life made physical. The... Life. Of, uh, of, of Reed's, Reed's life, right. or of Victor's life. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Victor I Victor thought like, it was like Doom. His dark... but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
0: No, but like Victor is like his dark persona, really appears that way by the end
2: yeah okay was that because i actually thought that i was like wait is this narration from reed richard's point of view oh no he murdered a scientific like his science assistant this must be doom but maybe it was supposed to be richards and then richards <laughs> richards so, so let's talk because about <laughs> richards yeah no
1: it's like it's <laughs> <laughs> richards. it's doom like inventing that story to manipulate ben and like he takes he takes like doom is saying it as if he's reed but from the time that Reed and Victor were the same person, like the idea, the story that Doom constructs is that at the beginning there was only Reed, and he did some terrible things in the pursuit of science. Mm-hmm. And when he realized that, he like cut off the bad the bad parts of him into a Victor persona that mm-hmm. became Doom. But like that's just uh, something uh, Doom invents to to manipulate. So ben then, and-
2: but then at the beginning, it's like if if he has this reality because he's shifting people's realities and stuff but then it's just like he just just makes an alliance with namor yeah okay because then it's like namor he just made an alliance with him and mole man so i'm like that's like if you have reality manipulating powers then why are you just being like all right, uh, Maymore, I need you to distract Sue Richards with your body, <laughs> while uh, I like which, which,
0: works, which works so well. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, let's Morrison uh, hang on, hang on. up the heat. Let's pretty well. Okay. Let's back it up even a little more because yeah, we're please. jumping straight to the end. More uh, Fantastic Four One Two Three Four by Morrison and Jay Lee is a really strange comic book. <laughs> like, like that's what you're getting at here, Zach. Which is like, it is quite confusing. Um, it gets there in terms of the actual yeah. plot. It's yeah. also like it it consistently has this feeling of unreality, because the thing about Marvel Knights is like it's actually all in continuity. Like everything that happens in Marvel yeah. Knights goes on to to be a part of continuity. It's just told in a specific style with this you know a specific creator vision. One two three four, I think, is the first one we've read where it's like no this doesn't work like this doesn't this is its own Elseworlds kind of thing this doesn't feel like it should be in continuity Um, and that's fine for a story but it's like it's not necessarily clear from jump about those intentions and about the is fact it, that that's going to be the case.
1: Maybe you know the timeline better of this, but like in in one, two, three, 4, he, Ben is with Alicia, and then in the Wade run or like the the other issues of Fantasy Four we read, like he's he's not with her; or he's dating like another woman or something. Like, is mm. I, I don't know. Was that? Is it just that it changed around two thousand two, or is it just like him being in a, with Alicia in one two three four, like signals that I that's think, not the actual timeline?
0: I think it's just that Morrison's doing. Their own thing, Mm -hmm. yeah, Um, and that it's not beholden to continuity. And I think that's, frankly, a little jarring, just because it's not necessarily expected um, with this line. I mean, this book comes out basically right as Morrison is starting New X Men, as well as when the first issue was released. So it's it's a little bit before um, the Wade and Boringo one, you know, kind of salvages everything. I uh, for my like Grant Morrison's incredible. You know, they're one of the absolute greatest comic writers of all time. This is definitely lesser. It's it's interesting, you know, and yeah. it's strange, but it definitely is lesser work of theirs. I mean, I think it pales in comparison to to New X-Men and frankly even Marvel Boy. I also think you know, it's funny. It's like it doesn't feel like a Morrison work at like much at all until it starts digging into everything Zach just talked about, where yeah. it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what is happening but with realities know, and feels, magic and consciousness?
1: It feels weird stylistically because, like, it's very modern in just the way it works as a, as a comic. But, no, the story felt pretty straightforward to me, in a way. In like, It felt very yeah. much like a remake of a 60s Lee Kirby story in which, like, Doom tries to mess with the Fantastic Four because they're all angry at each other and by the end they're like they like win by the power family. Like I don't know yeah. it felt very straightforward even in what Doom is actually doing. Like he's just trying to pick apart each uh, Fantastic Four and make them turn th- against each other. I don't know the the story didn't feel that complicated or weird to me. It's just like yeah, it it goes into like Talpas and stuff like that, but even that doesn't feel that far away from stuff lee would have written, in Oh, in oh maybe there's written in uh, the 60s <laughs> <in the cities.
0: laughs> yeah no i think you're right i and thank you for not just coming on and saying zach and dave you're too dumb to understand this that's <laughs> yeah like that's the, <laughs> i run between the lines but yeah okay yeah which is fair um i think there's the you know the thing that kind of puts me on my back foot with this work is it's it's not just that it's dark, but, like, it's really mean-spirited. <laughs> like, I think, you know, like, Ben Grimm, for example. Like, we're used to angry Ben Grimm. We see a lot of that in Wayne Ringo, But he's, like, nasty. And I don't necessarily think that's, like, a flawed, I-can't-get-with-it interpretation. Um, but then just kind of the development of things that happen. Like, Ben gets tricked by Doom, and then he gets hit by a car and loses an arm. <laughs> in surgery johnny gets captured by Bullman and like goes blind like it's there's kind of it's kind of haunting like it's it's really kind of like torturous to the first family um i guess you know sue's quote-unquote takedown is just that she gets uh seduced by namor or I, frankly just allows the seduction to occur is really you know it's more on her terms you know so that's more like of a piece with what yeah. FF has been because um, uh, we know they have something together but uh, also like the, the scenes where Namor shows up to Sue are really steamy I, yeah. I think yeah that um, works. Yeah. good that, like
1: <clears throat> his plan was like Doom's plan was just to send Nemo in like have like Nemo was cool with like, allying himself with Doom and, and Mole Man until he realized he was allied with Doom and Mole Man. <laughs> like, that part of it was yeah. weird. Like, yeah. he turned because he realized he'd, like, accepted a deal that he had already accepted. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: know.
0: It's, yeah, it's, right. He, well, that's what... Namor and Doom alliances always go sideways, but, and it's always it's always ego-based. But I and know that, how that's actually much, perfect.
1: I know how much of this is just me being too nice to the comic or, like, reading too much into it, but... It, Every, most of the problems you seem to have with how weird the, even just the portrayal of, of the FF is, it it very much feels to me like a flashback, or like Morrison writing their version of like 60s Fantastic Four, when they're still very much kind of a mm. mess, and Ben is still very angry at Reed, and like Sue is still kind of on the fence uh, with Nemo like, it in the status quo of the family and how the relationships work, it feels more like 60s Fantastic Four, where they're more messy in a way. They they haven't quite quite gotten to to being to have good relationships with, with each other. Like Ben and and yeah. Johnny are way meaner to each other than they've been since the the sixties. I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe I'm just, just reading too much into that, but yeah. it felt like the it felt to me reading this like that was the purpose of this. It was like Telling a a story that back to the roots of the Fantastic Four, but with the early two thousands like sensitive sensi- sensibilities of uh, of writing comics, but may- maybe I'm just reading too much to it, and that's that. No, the I mean you know bit, if yeah. you,
2: if you're getting that from the comic, that's a valid reading of it, right? I yeah, mean that yeah. that that's a little bit of like what doesn't land for me about some of these Morrison things, where I'm like, yeah, you know what, like I feel like I could, you know, maybe if I I put a lot more of my intellect in trying to, like, parse this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, maybe I, you know, maybe there's something here. They're discussing something, like, you know, a little bit more complicated than I'm able to get at at a first reading. But, like, to me, I'm often, like, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. (laughs) Kind of, right? Like, it's not an intriguing kind of, uh, like, obtuse reading of this, where I I feel like there's more under the surface and I want to get to it. I'm just kind of, like, frustrated and annoyed and then also, like, not that invested or intrigued in what's going on so but you know I think with morrison i mean broadly depends on the
0: i would say the juice property. is yeah. so worth the squeeze and that's why they're so celebrated yeah when yeah, it, yeah. when it's rolling you know when it's good and and like they're pretty prolific so there's stuff where it's not certainly um charlotte your interpretation of this makes me like if i read it that way or if i knew yeah. it was that right if you were like this is after fantastic four number 10 and it's a flashback sequence, which makes all the sense in the world, because Morrison has tremendous affection for the Lee Kirby runs, which is something they talk about in Super Gods, awesome autobiographical kind of comics criticism. Th- then I think I might love this series. <laughs> like, if I, <laughs> if I had read it that way, yeah. which I, because I'm definitely reading it as in early 2000s FF work. Um, yeah. You're, pro- you're probably right, too. I have a feeling you're right. Well yeah, done. Yeah, I don't know. I, good I, I've been <laughs> good really job like... getting something I did not see at all. <laughs>
1: I'm interested in reading like what, more if Morrison has said anything about the comic and what their intention was. But yeah, I don't know. That was the way I read it, but I also don't think it's made obvious in any way by the comic. Uh, like it's, it doesn't state no. at all that that's what they're doing. Um, and I, I don't know. It, like the criticism against it is still valid, I think. But yeah, it, it just most of the things you you had problems with, I that reading stops me from having those problems. I guess maybe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's,
0: yeah. I don't like, I don't like super dislike it. I also want to be clear. Like, I think it's, I think it's fine. I just don't like the, if you told me Graham Morrison writes Fantastic Four in 2000, 2001, 2002, you know, that sounds incredibly exciting. And I feel like it fails to live up to those expectations. Yeah,
2: Yeah. 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 It was especially like issue three and four where it started getting into the, uh, you know, like reality manipulation stuff where I also just didn't see it. I, that was, like, one of the biggest things where I was, like, it doesn't seem like you're manipulating reality. It seems like you're doing actual physical things here, right? Like, you sent Ben well, back through time. that's what he's
1: doing. Is he, like, I, maybe I just skipped some stuff, but I, was he manipulating reality? Actually, I mean, that was,
2: like... it was, like, Reed. Reed is, like, saying stuff out loud. Like, he's, you know, the two of them were, like, battling with their minds to uh, i don't know that's what i'm saying like i'm, I'm a little i guess i was just yeah. a little lost here like but reed I feel was, like it
0: is a little open ended. Reed you know, was talking I mean, about I feel like, like it is left to interpretation.
2: You know like timeline 1 uh version 1101 like and then trying to like manifest a new reality to like battle what doom was like putting out to the reality. Anyway, giant lee's heart is incredible and like carries this through uh and does some of the funniest gross uh reed richards stuff. There's a really funny panel here where, like, Sue is defending Reed um, to Alicia, I think, and in saying, like, just a second here, Reed's body and brain have been completely malleable. Oh, this is Alicia saying this. He has thoughts and ideas and sensations we can barely dream of. Who's to say he isn't there for you right now? And then it's a panel flip to the ugliest... (laughs) reed face as he's like thinking so hard and his face is contorted and his lips are drawn back and he looks like such a weirdo little dweeb and like so gross it's so funny like this intentional like undercutting of the uh you know like reed's sexy image um yeah there's there's a lot of like little gags and stuff with that but jaylee's art is really interesting. i do like yeah.
0: i think i think for lee though because like for me this is the least of Lee's contributions as well hmm. because I think Inhumans and Century are so good, honestly. Yeah, you know, it's funny, like yeah. if you were like I agree. Hey, <laughs> you can out uh, you can take two Paul Jenkins Jiley Jay Lee miniseries, or you can take the Grant Morrison one and it's like so far and away the Jenkins and Lee stuff for me. Um which is given Morrison's pedigree is not what you'd expect. Um I do like the the interpretation of a read here. I mean also just conceptually like this thing begins with Reed having locked himself in a room in deep thought and it's kind of like you know it's a little body horror leaning into with all these tubes going into his brain and his him mm-hmm. literally stretching his consciousness which is maybe the most morrison idea that comes out of this whole thing, which is flipping beautiful. I love it. He's like, I can literally stretch my brainwaves to outthink Victor Von Doom. That's awesome. And that it's rules. also yeah,
1: very it's 2000s of uh, of Sue to tell Alicia that, like, oh, he's been lucky in this room. Like, have you read the article I sent you about autism? Like, I think. Like, I think oh, God, like, yeah, autistic, yeah. And it's played like, <laughs> it's, played like it's the a horrible truth about Reed that's being revealed. Yeah, she like, was just like, Yeah, maybe he's autistic. I, think I don't un- think that's the
2: most terrifying thing of all. <laughs> like,
0: I, I, agree. I mean, it's definitely yeah. Morrison just sort of read something in a magazine and yeah, it's very it 2002. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do think the one thing we have to no, don't have to, but like the thing that we connect with Reed across this work and then the Wade and Ringo is the recentering of you know Mister Fantastic as like, hey, what's up with this guy? Like, what's up with the smartest man in the world at the head of the Fantastic Four? Like, is he a man or is he a monster? Right? Yeah. And I think that's something that that this run is toying with, you know, the first three issues are essentially suggesting it's like, yeah, no, Reed's been the monster this whole time, which as both of you well know is something that the ultimate universe will pick up and run with. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And then, uh, and then of course, Wade and Boringo, it's, it's a very similar thing in issue number 60 where it's like, why, why is Reed doing the things he does? And I think Mark Wade actually has a really cool answer, which, which kind of defines his mission statement, but it, it definitely kicks off. And I don't know if this ever really went away, but it kicks off to my mind, you know, this 2000s era of Fantastic Four becomes very much like a Reed-centered book yeah. mm-hmm. um, with writers trying to get into the head of, because it's a unique position, right? You have the smartest, like like everyone else, as much as I love them, are superheroes in the Marvel Universe, right? Reed Richards is the quote-unquote head of the family, but also the smartest man in the universe, in a universe filled with Bruce Banners and Tony Starks and Amadeus Cho's later, right? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, So it's, I like that focus. Um, It's definitely stuff people are going to play with. But yeah, I mean, for me, it's, I, I had a similar kind of reaction to you, Zach, towards the ending, uh, where I'm just kind of like, I don't know, it wasn't as grounded or as, and it's it's moving fast. It's four issues. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like this set it up and knocked it out of the park, I don't think. It's more just kind of like, like, I actually, honestly, I, I kind of would have preferred if Morrison had not saved Reed and had just maintained this idea that like Victor was his own dark persona that he, but then the funny thing about that then too is like, basically now we're replicating the century with the Void. Um, so oh, yeah, I guess that's I, true. I
2: didn't, I, I didn't make that comparison, but yeah. Oh, probably, totally the probably. same probably. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a good um, one. it just you know,
0: but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting ideas. It's it's a fine four issue read and a fine Reed Richards, a finer Namor. <laughs> <I think laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's, yeah. I
2: mean, there's some real like. Thirsty shots of, Na- I mean, the, the shot of uh, you get a full panel or a full page spread of Namor's whole body from behind. That's like definitely, you know, very ass focused <laughs> and Sue opening the door and okay, just
0: going, oh, God, Namor,
2: <laughs> like literally. That, and she no, goes, no, I'm she married.
0: goes, she goes, oh, God, I'm married. I'm married. Can I? <laughs> it's the amount of times I've opened there. the door. <laughs> The amount of times i've opened the door and the first thing i say is oh god i'm <laughs> too many so i say that so often your mail person poor delivery men yeah exactly <laughs> very tired of delivering mail to your house i love that as a as a door opening greeting um yeah no that's good
2: um the the, the car is it carl castle is that the i feel like that's carl Castle. Castle. um that's a fun little run like Four issues there of uh so is the castle run <laughs>
0: hey
2: I... but um,
1: well played well played <laughs> that's star wars pretty good. that's pretty good
2: it's fun it's uh it feels like slightly non-essential but like the doom stuff is really good uh i really like so this is the inhumans show back up on earth the main core of the inhumans are exiled and like running from kree assassins all that stuff feels slightly less essential except for the doom stuff it's like doom trying to take them in but it doesn't ultimately work but then sue is pregnant here and I, this, this stuff is interesting to me when she reveals that her pregnancy that she is carrying the same baby they went back in time and somehow salvaged saved the pregnancy that she lost back in the in the 70s i think uh is that 80s yeah, no, that's the that's the burn run. is that that's is really that 80s, burn yeah. okay 80s then um and it's the same baby which is that's a really interesting idea i don't know if they do that much with it, but, like, it's kind of neat. Um, anyway, I like that, and it's, then... It's a
0: strange, it's a strange idea. <laughs> it's a strange idea, but I don't know. I don't, I don't mind Cause it. Because, like, what does that What does that do? Like, what what does that even have the potential to do other yeah. than being connected to continuity?
2: You know what I mean? I, I kind of feel like, yeah, maybe a writer focused more on it because it doesn't actually happen here, at least that we read, and maybe it does elsewhere. But I could just see the potential of it being... You know, kind of, I guess cathartic for the kind of like the uh, yeah, no way home, okay. Andrew Garfield saving, um, you know, MJ at the end, right? Okay, <laughs> like kind of something okay. like that, but you know, then again, it's not very applicable, right? It's not like, I, I guess, I
1: know it feels like the writer was annoyed at Ben when he killed, that yeah, movie, I mean, it could just, he did it that, could and just he, be that, and but. he's just like, well, I can just cancel that. I don't know, it, it feels now, just like a, a is fun is that a
0: Claremont sc- idea? Sci fi, because Claremont's on the run prior to this. Uh, oh I oh, don't know maybe yeah I'm that was really fun I do like it better Kevin if it's a Claremont like, yeah. undoing a I mean, burn yeah I feel yeah. like that
2: uh, the, the petty it didn't feel like a petty you know kind of rivalry thing but those are always fun uh, um I don't know. but uh no I I just think it's like it also just kind of is a neat Little sci-fi idea. of, like, "Yeah, we're cosmic time travelers." Like, sure. And Reed, Reed, just wanting to solve a problem and been like, "Yeah, let's <laughs> let's try to continue the pregnancy that we couldn't." You well, know, that wasn't Reed.
1: That was Franklin, right? I think that was wasn't it? Um, did I miss it? That or was it. Franklin who like made a wish or something. Oh yeah, Maybe but you it?
2: yeah, I guess we didn't get the details. Anyway, um, it also echoes that '80s. I mean, the miscarriage comic because there's something going wrong and you know they have to rush out to get help but instead of dr octopus this time the only person available for johnny storm to find is dr doom which is uh it's that shot of uh reed richards bursting through the door and dr doom like holding the baby (laughs) and just being like you know like with a big smile oh my god (laughs) welcome like welcome you know your daughter to the world, richards (laughs) like handing inside and he's like now i get to name the part of the deal is i get to name the baby and then he's like i wouldn't yeah. be so tacky as to name her doomra or anything that made me laugh out loud
1: <laughs> shut fire that thanos for facing for <laughs> his female double as like thanosa or something
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I really like that uh, is, is that his mother's name or something yeah Valeria's valeria
0: was is valeria his mother i, I, think I so. always think of that as the I girl that be... he was kind oh, of maybe
1: maybe
0: you're right Prior to yeah C- cynthia in, in von doom is his Labyrinth. mother so okay, okay yeah I mind, then. no it's it's the girlfriend uh character okay dr doom girlfriend. from the google
2: real quick see if yeah valeria yeah um anyway that that all that stuff's fun and makes this like very much worth reading it also it's some mark bagley art which i think he's pretty good i'm gonna be in this is like the rudest thing <laughs> ever said on a comic podcast Baggin' on Bagley I've said I think, many
1: rude things before about Bagley I've said
2: many rude things I actually don't really have the like the same complaints about Mark Bagley I don't have any complaints here I think he's doing good work I like him on Fantastic Four I think he's suited here this is nice. but, then this we, is but then we but then we switch to Uh Waringo on the Wade run Yeah. and it it's is it's so clearly the like like mom I want Waringo and it's like we have Waringo at home and then you point to Mark Bagley <laughs> <laughs> like, i mean i can't agree with that because they weird. they look very similar in style but it's just Waringo just looks like so much more in control and cleaner and just like less less of that
0: slight uncanniness to the faces like all of the little things are
2: ironed out uh yeah and it's no, just
1: that's that's yeah
0: i had forgotten how effing good mike Waringo is mark wade always talks about him being just absolutely incredible because mike Waringo died fairly young I think, and I've heard Mark Wade say repeatedly, like, he, like he didn't realize how good he was because because they worked together on their Flash Run a lot.
2: And the it's not in the 90s that in DC, good.
0: And Impulse. <laughs> I'm, I just read it. Like what? I'm in the middle of oh that. oh the Flash Run. I'm in the middle of that Flash
2: stuff. And the art is like so so. <laughs> like I I like the run. Save it. Save it for my. No, DC I'm just saying because, like Because uh,
0: folks love that run.
2: No, the run the run's good. The run's up and down. Like it, it's got really high highs and then like a lot of middling middles. But like. Um, the wearing I-, I just had the w- Wade and Waringo built up in my head, and then when he shows up, it's like, yeah, this is okay. It's not like incredible, I think, uh, but it's so good about- here. It's really good here. Yeah, it lives up to the expectation. Oh, it's, a, it's so, it, so good.
1: It, like it made me feel of, it made me think of uh, like Ryan Hartley on, on Invincible and later stuff, and like how mm. pure dynamic superhero stuff it feels like. Yeah, it, it, felt, it, it felt very Ryan Hartley to me. Mm.
0: Yeah, I can see Great that. comp, especially where you have. You know, a chance like a because tr- Invincible goes Corey Walker to Ryan Otley, and I'll defend Corey Walker, but it's also like Ryan Otley shows up and it's like, oh, here we go. This is what this yeah. was meant to look like. Um, where well, Ringo definitely has that feel for 2000's Fantastic Four, yeah. I think, as well. So, thank you to both of you for reminding me why I included Fantastic Four 51 54. Um, clearly was essential and well worth including. I, I well, definitely included it was it it continuity like bits. The, the,
1: the birth issue was I don't know if the like reptilian and human storyline was. <laughs>
0: That it's, you know what it was with the inhumans that was the bigger thing for me was uh yeah. was just being like oh yeah by the way they're on the moon <laughs> oh yeah again. because the inhumans for, like, like what, they the move time. around a lot and uh like i i always had in my head like oh yeah they live on the moon um but that actually changes a lot and doesn't really come into its own you know um until kind of later in marvel it's kind of like tony Stark coming out as iron man it's one of those things where it's like oh, yeah, that must be a part of Marvel continuity for decades. And it's like, actually, no, that, did, that really didn't happen until way later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we get Valeria Richards. And, and welcome, Valeria, to the first family. It's a great addition, and uh, it's something that we're, we're going to see a lot with in Fantastic Four. Short. And it's she kind of is right away. <laughs> like a two-year-old <laughs> in a few issues,
2: like in the Wade issues. She looks like. She grows fast.
0: Yeah. Uh, she grows
2: fast. I mean, that that's one of the moments. So there, there's a moment here in the second issue we read, which is the beginning of, like, some larger stories where um, Franklin cries out and rushes into the baby's nursery and there's, like, faces all over the walls. It's like there's, like, dark portals everywhere and there's all these spooky things happening. And he's rushing uh, Franklin out of the room and he scoops Valeria up and then he looks down at the baby in his hands and the baby's eyes are hollow pits and, like, spiders are pouring out of them. That was Uh,
0: scary as heck.
2: (laughs) It it is! It's a really, like, upsetting image. And I think goes like really cartoony style um works great in contrast with that like the the dissonance between those two things makes it even worse because i really didn't expect it just because like it doesn't look like this artist would go (laughs) to those places and the comics so far didn't so like that little intriguing glimpse of like something darker and something a little bit more like harrowing that's going on because otherwise this is kind of fun it's like fun and it's pretty um I don't know. It, it's very light and popcorny, and like in the best ways. Like, I I don't mean that as a criticism. Um, yeah. So like that 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 was a nice little glimpse into uh, you know which he does in the flash run too. Like he can balance like kind of fun comic
0: booky stuff and then like getting a little darker at times. So uh, I'm very excited. I mean, to I read think more of well, this.
2: So that's all.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mark Wade comes in, and I I don't know. I think it can go one of two ways when you come in and your first issue is your mission statement issue. Um, that can be kind of annoying and feel like, you know, like, all right, just like tell a story that evokes that. Um, But I think the approach that Wade finds here, which is there's a journalist tagging along with Fantastic Four, telling their story, kind of recapturing what they've been to this point, but then also taking the perspective of, hey, this team used to be cool, and they're not cool anymore, and why is that, you know? Which is exactly what you are alluding to, Charlotte, earlier, and Zach both being, you know, being like, all right, so like the runs have been few and far between, they don't have their mojo, right? The fantastic, And this is this is the problem the Fantastic Four have faced ever since, ironically, even despite good runs. Like, if you go broader than just comics, um, the pop culture perception is that, I think, as well, mm-hmm. right? Is that like, yeah. okay, kind of like average to failed movies, you know? Oh, is br- them coming to the MCU really going to be that appealing, yada, yada? And Mark Wade finds, like, okay, what is the core of these characters? I mean, honestly, like, this is kind of like him sharing his pitch document in comic book form. Yeah. You know, which which I do kind of enjoy, just because of how well he seems to grasp that these are these are not the fighting superheroes, right? He like, doesn't they should forget not... to
1: tell a story. Like, there's still a story. Yeah, to, like, yeah. The, Those issues.
0: And there's a lot of characterization as yeah. well, right? You know, there's really good family bickering, and you know, within the first five pages, they're in another dimension, and and the whole gag of it is just like they're doing all this crazy stuff in these these throughout the cosmos and dimensions, and it's like. You know that's just Monday afternoon for them, right? Um, that's just what they do, and uh, and and then at the end of it, you get Reed Richards kind of talking about like, you know, his failure, essentially, right? And and also just like, why did he call himself Mister Fantastic? You know, questions like this. Yeah, it's a are, fun. Like, is it arrogance?
2: It's a fun retconning of
0: things, or at least kind of trying to like it is f- flesh it out, uh, and you know. Well, it makes Reed a lot more likable. Yeah, sure. I, I think yeah. very quickly, you know, because it shows his guilt um, over recognizing a failing, which was, and here kind of retconned is the finesse for we're trying to get to Mars in the in their initial launch. And, and basically he's like, yeah, I, like I botched that. I rushed that, I, I brought my friends and family into that. And it totally screwed things up. And everything he's done since, you know, being basically an attempt to like help them forget that. <laughs> you know, he's like, make them celebrities and give them these fancy names and costumes and ventures um, as a method to sort of like hopefully eventually make up for the fact that I ruined their lives. You know, and obviously with Ben, it's the most most striking. Um, but yeah, I think it's a really good interpretation. I'll of re- be Mr. Fantastic. You'll be the Thing. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe could have named them the other way. Yeah. Uh, could have, could have flipped those names. But uh, yeah, no, I love this first run, and then, or I love. I mean, I love this whole run, but I love this first issue, and then the second issue too is just like, it's such a just like, oh yeah, like Wade and Waringo get the dynamics, you know? Because the second yeah. issue is entirely. Ben Graham gets a Yancey Street Gang pie to the face. Classic Kirby 60s callback. And then the reveal is Ben finally gets like an address. They left a receipt behind. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go confront this Yancey Street Gang. You know, these these sickos who've been pranking me for decades. And the reveal very quickly is like, oh, it's been Johnny Storm the whole time. And it's just like a great comedic gag um, played out across characters that have so much history together. It's Very, very
2: fun. And Sue so, Sue so saving Johnny. Um, by making the uh, the pie shop where he orders his prank pies invisible, <laughs> and then you know uh, Ben shows up and is like, "Ah, all right, well, I guess the I guess they're gone. I don't know. I'll just go yeah. home and like you know kind of cools him off." Uh, and then she <laughs> makes Johnny the CFO of the Fantastic Four Corporation. Um, just uh-huh. kind of a fun, interesting little wrinkle. Um, just trying want, to force him to grow up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Just want to plug. Um, there's a pretty good article on this run wade and ringo's fantastic four a family reforged by matt draper over on oh, man i can't remember the website but uh I'm sure if you just google that you can find it
0: i bet uh i actually really like there's an oral history oh well, i um, expect you to jump on in there this. it's Not on, it's on ago comic ago book herald just... Marvel. <laughs> yeah no i know uh, well um, <laughs> i know you i know you know i, I, I
1: think was the expecting this got the sock, the the
2: sarcasm. okay me. well i just i figured dave would fill in the blanks there all <laughs>
0: right go, go on Dave. <laughs> so, so uh, uh yeah. Uh, no, there's a really good oral history that, that Marvel did not too long ago that includes Wade, it includes editor Tom Brevoort, um, and it talks about the beginnings of this run. It's really interesting. The one know, over
2: honestly. on, uh, I think it's on Games Radar, I'm seeing it, yeah. So,
0: oh, yeah, 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 you're right. It was it was the artist formerly known as Newsarama. Um, oh, yeah. That one's really good. Right, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. How long does the run go for? How many years? Do you know off the top of your head?
0: I think until 2004. Oh, really? Say? So not
2: not too, too long.
0: Not crazy long. No, bummer.
2: No. Uh, okay. Well. Cool. I'm uh I'm jazzed to read more because this was just like a, a lo- for for having read you know what eleven issues of Fantastic Four only two of them being this uh it definitely like set me up to uh, be excited to check out more next year.
0: It's a it's a read it all run for me yeah. as well. Um this is definitely one of those where even if we don't include it in the club I would you know if you're enjoying it I would say read this whole thing it's really good. I'm trying to look at here two thousand three. Well, we have a a backer edition.
2: Oh, there it is. Of, we're gonna we're gonna kick things
0: off. Yeah, so actually, two thousand three part yeah. one yeah. is gonna be big ol. Oh, we're doing unthinkable, classic. We're jumping straight to the classic in this run. All right, get get pumped for that. And
2: some Fantastic Four unstable molecules. It's a uh, it's a time for a Fantastic Four miniseries. Weird, something was in the yeah. air. Yeah, no, we'll definitely be roasting fa- Patreon
0: backer Rob M for that inclusion. <laughs> the
2: Fantastic Four is so interesting because it's like, does is anyone? I guess does anyone love Fantastic Four who isn't like of the age that they were in love with the Lee Kirby stuff? <laughs> like, are they anyone's favorite? Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah.
0: I, I guess maybe I just have. F- I mean, fewer and fewer. Yeah, right? it's. Sure. I mean, if you if you grew up with that, obviously that's going to be. A I huge, just have never. I don't think most, I've ever I don't met know, like
1: <laughs> People love them, but specifically people's favorites. I don't know if Fantastic Four are anyone's favorite thing. The thing probably is the love. Sure. favorite Character, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if the FF are like people's favorite team. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a rarity I've that you find someone it, yeah.
0: who was like X Men, Spider Man. No, I'm a Fantastic Four. Yeah, but, right. I mean, that's what that's exist, what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, 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 yeah. It's interesting. I think I think it's you know it's much like the Avengers. All right, so let or, let me. I mean, I think that's a, I oh, think that's okay. the thing about Fantastic Four is they start as the A tier core super team, and then they fade to B status as supporting players in the Marvel universe. And I think they're kind of forever. Sort of trying to reclaim that history, whereas the X Men ascend to that, mm-hmm. yeah. and Spider Man just maintains it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that
0: might, that sounds correct to me.
2: Um, can I? I just want to set the stage for the Avengers discussion. I want to talk a little bit about the Buseck run as a whole, um, if I can kick that. Please tell us
0: all your thoughts on Avengers number forty eight fifty six. Yeah, they're just not I that. are both they're ready. not that
2: good. So you know, I think I read. so, the, so I, let's I, actually
0: I, talk about that. Let's actually talk about that because the Avengers Kang Dynasty is the Kang Dynasty. Di- like that's gonna be the big MCU movie before Secret Wars is this Kang Dynasty movie it's clearly a at least in title reference to this run which is why I included so much of it so like I think for folks catching up on the podcast or if you read this late you know by the time those movies are already out or or maybe those movies got canceled because superhero movies died you know I think Shazam 2 came out this weekend and that seems to be the trend <laughs> I'm kidding um uh, <laughs> there's of course discourse leading that way but uh i bet they'll come out um but like yeah like it feels like okay it's getting legs as something that's supposed to be exceptionally important a la star like the last thing they did like this was starlin's infinity gauntlet okay so like that's the pedestal they're putting kang dynasty on zach uh, please continue with your thoughts oh
2: i i had fully leaned back getting ready to not say anything for the next 20 minutes uh no i mean you know i I obviously i can't weigh in here and uh i just wanted to say like the busiac run is interesting people i I think a lot of people are kind of like what we've said which is like yeah it's kind of interesting maybe just like not our fave but we have we've got a bunch of fans in the slack who like love this and it does feel like one of those comics you have to be like i'm reading it all i'm taking the time yeah and like and you'll get more out of it the more you like you know invest your time into it, and I can't speak to you. But I, I like the beginning of this King stuff. I was intrigued. Like, like, may, I might go back and I think and the King stuff... Because it, it seemed interesting. So, I, I guess I'm going to... Do you think I'm you gonna, would, st- though?
0: Do you think you really would?
2: If I was going to do it, I would sit and... I'd read the whole thing. I'd start at the beginning. Because I feel like there's something yeah. to, like... This is uh, messy enough. Not messy enough, but complicated enough that, like... You know, you, you can't just kind of dip your toes in here or there. And feel like you're giving it, like, too fair of a shot. So um but i guess i'm gonna sit back now and listen to what you have to say and then maybe that will help me decide whether or not if, to, to read if it.
0: in two years on the pod yeah. when we're up to like 2010 if you if you tell us hey in my spare time i'm reading the the whole busiak <laughs> avengers run uh, i'll eat a bug, <laughs> I will eat a bug. <laughs> all right i'm gonna just put a note here
2: uh set yep. this on my calendar <laughs> clear a couple Charlotte, hours and what, where do you stand
0: on the on the king dynasty um having read the full saga
2: yeah, so I've been
1: pretty bored by the <laughs> by the Berserk run so far. Like, I don't know, it's fine, but it's I i had a hard time getting into it very, very much, and he's also very wordy, which which doesn't help mm-hmm. too much. One would argue. Um, I, but I actually really dig those final issues, especially once it gets into the Kang One part of it. Like that's that's an, that stuff's really fun and interesting. Like yeah, so so Zach didn't read this, so let, let us explain it to to you. Um, basically, like just some half of the Avengers are like doing some stuff like off Earth with the Triathlons backstory stuff like that. Um there's a whole like weird triathlon church or something uh that's uh happening uh, in outer space <laughs> yeah um which means the avengers actually fighting king on earth are like very much getting their their send into them um and just king wants like he gets the surrender of uh, of uh, earth and specifically i think the u.s um by then and he like there's a, there's a fun very good scene where um Basically, the the president and like all those politicians and everything are like surrendering to Kang and like getting ready to sign uh, their surrender. And Kang's like, no, I want the wasp to sign it. Like he wants an Avenger to sign it because he yeah. he's at war with. Like that's that's some really good Kang stuff. That's uh, like a, g- a good characterization for an Avengers villain. Um, yeah, I mean, it is also yeah.
0: funny that he would completely invalidate the contract. Not that like, yeah. <laughs> like what does it matter? <laughs> but yeah. it's like Wasp doesn't have authority to sign that.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. And then like they, I, I'm unclear. Like Washington blows up, but like I'm unclear. Like, that's not walked back. Like just Washington is gone. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, yeah.
0: So let's. So, so you're right. Like this is the king. King wins, right? So like, let's just like King. Oh, spoilers. Conquers Dave.
2: Earth. I haven't read this yet. Come on, let's well, just everyone
1: Zach until the end
2: of the. Uh, <laughs> we should have clarified
0: sketching. that uh, those of you listening to full episodes about comics, uh, we we have read them. And no, I'm we'll talking talk about them in detail. I'm
2: talking about me specifically. You're spoiling it for me. I know the listeners yes, have read please, it. All the listeners obviously go back on me, um, Zach. Okay, sorry. Um, so, <laughs> Kang wins.
0: He conquers Earth, right? It, quite easily, which has been teased and and basically he's been waiting this whole time, makes basically to make it the Avengers' fault you know, is really what he's just like. It's like he kind of could have done it at any point. Um, but essentially, like he said, Avengers, if you attack me, I will conquer Earth. They they do it, of course. And then he's like, look, they made me do it. Um, he destroys a lot of the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, this is all, like, none of this is like walk back. There's no reality warping stuff. <sighs> I It doesn't really resonate in in like like New X-Men isn't gonna like reference this. You know what I mean? Like it, it has this feeling of like this should be touched on in every book. Um but yeah. it's not. And I, I think that's better for the other books, you know? Like New X-Men would not benefit from having to deal with well maybe it could, but it doesn't. Um it it hurts the saga. It hurts the the King Dynasty because it's it's quite contained yet it's trying to do and like we always talk about, you know, certainly around this time, early two thousands you know, right, like, post-September 11th here, um, you know, kind of as these things are happening, like, you know, we talk about the Ultimate Universe being, like, yeah, it really leans into mass devastation because, you know, America suffered a terrorist attack, right? And it's kind of, like, that's the that's the post-9-11 sort of mandate for Ultimate Universe. I mean, Busek's doing that here heavily in the Kang Dynasty. Um, Charlotte, to your question, like, I don't know how or if this gets resolved. All I know is, like, in the rest of the stuff we're reading, it's not going to play a factor, yeah. and I think that diminishes... What what seemed to be giant stakes? Yeah, like I I've, I've read a lot of comics
1: post 2002. I've never seen a single comic like reference that that time King blew up Washington, which is weird because yeah. King blew up Washington. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, strange. Right. Like this happens in the Ultimate Universe at some points, and like it it has repercussions in every single issue of comic afterwards. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's it, it is weird. I'm like, but he. It is weird, and it doesn't work when you think about the rest of the Marvel Universe. But I think those final issues of the King Dynasty work sufficiently that I'm just thinking about them, and it yeah, it just works. Um, and the like the f- the way King gets like defeated finally is just like. A one on one battle between Cap and him, and like King's just deep in his like speech of, Oh, this is a you are an honor, honorable adversary, and I'm glad that you are the one to fight me. And, and Cap is just like done with it with his bull, like, bull, yeah. like, just there is no honor in this, you've killed thousands of people, I'm just gonna kick your butt, and that's gonna be it. And he does, and like, that's and like that final undercutting of, of King's whole deal is like, I don't know. Great portrayal of both Kang and, and Cap. Like, that's the best way that could happen and to me. Yeah, yeah. as much as I've been, like, pretty much out on the entire Kang dynasty and, like, six run in general, this made, be, made me want to give it a, a second chance. Like, if there are, like, other moments in the run that get anywhere close to this, like, yeah, I'm interested. Like, he, there's yeah. potential. Like, I'd forgotten how good a writer Bussiak is.
0: Right, right. No, that's the thing is, like, marvels is one of our favorite marvel comics we have talked about on this podcast yeah. um astro city is really great you know like i think we're you can lose sight of that in the slog of of avengers sometimes uh if you just read the king cut of avengers forever yeah and this avengers king dynasty busiak writes a fantastic king the conqueror you know this is a character that i think we've always kind of appreciated the potential of and there are moments, you know, like the Council of Kangs in these things, and and obviously the early Avengers stuff I think maybe works okay. But, like, it is hard to pick a classic, iconic King the Conqueror story prior to this point, you know? Like, it's, you know, if you go other villains, you have options. You know, Magneto, Doctor Doom, Thanos. Like, the A-tier villains are supposed to have their big stories, and Kang's actually really hard to find one for. Um, If you take the Busiak cut, or the Kang cut of the Busiak works, he writes a good Kang. He writes a good conqueror. I mean, Kang Dynasty solidifies Kang as a genuine threat. He does more damage to Earth than anyone this side of Thanos, and Thanos gets walked back, you know? Um, So that stuff works. I like that. I think there are a few issues here that are fantastic. Uh, I mean, ironically, uh, issue 49, which is part of Marvel's Nuff Said Month, um, this is the Kang Conquers Earth issue, and it is silent, and it is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is like Finally. it is so much better for it. Karen Dwyer and Rick Reminder, who's gonna a, a writer we're gonna talk about, who's uh who's working on kind of inks and I think some of the artists here with Karen Dwyer throughout this run, um they do great work. It's a really nice silent issue. I I think I think enough said actually works more often than not. Ironically, like I don't think I would I don't think I would appreciate it necessarily as like an ongoing comics collector, you know, to have like oh all my comics are silent this month. Um, but when you're doing a binge, it's a really nice change of pace. Uh avengers 51 is a post conquer issue that tackles wanda and wonder man being locked in one of the i mean concentration camps that Kang has set up across the world and you actually get a glimpse into like okay what does a conquered earth look like when conquered by Kang, right what is happening to the superheroes how are they locked down in these prisons and and what is you know what is king doing to those who try to rebel and rise up like that's their ideas here and moments where you're like this could be great and then like you said charlotte all of the end of this stuff which kind of boils down to kang versus cap fisticuffs yeah that's really good too that stuff's really good too it's everything around that that i have a problem with <laughs> yeah we've <laughs> you know? barely
1: talked about the old like triathlon like church of Thri- triathlons thing and like the hell is into, uh, going so deep into 3d man law like that i mean I, it's kind of it's fun really? like i i won't lie like when i realized half of this was going to be very going all in on 3d man law like that's fun that's funny but then it gets kind of <laughs> it's funny i don't know if it's fun <laughs> I, I don't know there's like there's a there's a weird like alluring uh, continuity fun to it that I really yeah, love. Yeah. But then it gets too bogged down in the specifics of the church or something and like the that that weirdo guy that's like Triathlon's former mo- mentor or stuff. But I know, the the idea is there. Like I'm I'm fine with the idea of making three D men slash Triathlon a big player.
0: That's fun. It de- so it's definitely one of those things that it works way better. If you've been like this is a you have to have been reading this yeah. run, kind of thing. I mean, this character is literally created by Busiak and George Perez, um, early ish, in this run. Um, he it's like he's like triathlon slash 3D man. Um, 3D man was a legacy hero, but it really gets kind of re reestablished here. I mean, you're right in the sense of like yeah, if El Ewing was doing something like this. With a modern Marvel Cosmic thing, like yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay, like yeah, play with the continuity. I do tend to like that. I think the challenge I have with BCX version of that is is this is an Avengers fan who loved the Celestial Madonna saga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think the lessons of the Celestial Seda- Madonna saga should not be, or or I have a hard time if the lessons picked up from that are like, yeah, make make a really weird religion and sink deep into that lore, I actually, and I, have that be like the crux comments. of your series. Sorry, I'm just. I'm not. In. I'm not criticizing kinda... the Celestial Madonna Saga yeah. as a whole by saying this, but I am like, I think in trying to be referential to that approach and that style, you lose the thread of what, especially with the Kang Dynasty stuff. Whether or not that works in Celestial Madonna, we'll already have hashed out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I tend to think it's I don't think you were pretty... on that episode, right? I think that was me and um, Gary Butterfield. The Celestial Madonna? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you guys did the, the tree sex thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah, pretty sure. Sh- yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gary and I did <laughs> the tree sex. Gary and I had Whatever tree sex. Whatever I mean by that. And...
2: <laughs> okay, sorry. We're back. I'm s- um, sitting back
0: again. No, you're right. I, so just, I don't know. I think that the fact that it gets so bogged down in that when it's like you have a really good Kang story, you do. Yeah. you have such a, a such an interesting Kang concept it's not been done it's really effective when you're focusing on that and then you do this whole <laughs> church of the 3D mad stuff and it's just like i i personally do not care at all like to me that was all just totally passable skimmable stuff um i think if you're in on this run and for people who like it they're probably like yeah it's cool it builds it's referential it's great and it becomes critical to defeating Kang for me it's yeah. just like
1: i mean way, i guess way, i also just Appreciate the instinct to make a big part of this run on like a new character, like someone yeah. who wasn't pre-established before before this run. I think that's like that's a good instinct that many many writers doing like FF or X Men or um, maybe not X Men but FF or Avengers don't have. Um, and like if this was like you get the the Church of Triathlon arc and then you get the Kang Dynasty arc, maybe it would work better. Like it would get the um, the focus it needs uh, to yeah. to be as good as it can be, but yeah, I don't know. Like I I actually really like the the idea of it, but yeah, I agree that it doesn't. There's no there's maybe not room for it right now, I- during well, the, and the so much,
0: stuff. So much time and attention is given. Like the entire issue fifty, yeah, is thirty eight pages. Yeah, of the Church of Triathlon in space. Like it is given so much page count. Um, and when you're not into it, which I am not, it is just like, oh boy, oh yeah, no, boy. I mean, for, really for me, you could read, you could just read Avengers 49. Maybe maybe we'll give you 48. I'd say 48, 49, 51, and then probably 53, 54 for the conclusion.
1: I love the fact that you're um, going back to the fact that you should have cut some of these. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: definitely, I definitely should have. The only reason it's it's in full is because of the the MCU. I mean, it's true. You know that that's the only reason is to be like, yeah. all right, you want to you want to prioritize Kang Dynasty, fine, take but that. you know, I'm, agli- I'm actually glad
1: you you kept all of it because like it 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 has given me a new newfound appreciation for for this run that I like. And that's interesting. Having spent the time of like I don't know what we read maybe six or six or seven issues, like I don't know that helps. That that helps, and it yeah now I'm. I, it's probably it's very much not next on the list of stuff that I'm going to read but I, yeah at some point I'll probably do the, the full Avengers Booth like that sounds interesting at least like I, I've seen the two glimpses bugs, of what Dave. that can be
0: <laughs> fine if you both go back and do this I will eat two bugs although I do I do buy it when Charlotte says it she actually that. <laughs> yeah no
2: that, that's true <laughs> um,
0: okay you know one other kind of minor detail it's actually not as minor as you think um, so they're trying to take out Kang's, uh, what is it? Um, what's his sword called? Damascus? or No, not Damascus. Uh, uh, Damocles. Um, a Damocles base up in space. And, uh, and the, the Avengers kind of fail. So the government's like, all right, launch the Sentinels. We'll reprogram all of our Sentinels and we'll use those against Kang. There's a really cool moment where Kang is, you know, he's monologuing and he's like, hey, do y'all know I, I lived on Earth for a while as a guy named Victor Timely? And uh, oh, I ushered in the, the age of robotics. Essentially, and he's like, I, "I lost control of uh you know that Android Human Torch a- a.k.a. the first you know superhero in the entire Marvel universe in the timely timely comics, but uh but I still have a grasp on robotics, and by the way, all the Sentinel stuff is based on my technology. So we get like this re- that's a really nice continuity reference. It calls back to Citizen Kang, which is like a a, a Kang story that occurred throughout some annuals. I think we skipped over it circa early nineties. Um, but basically, he's like, yeah, I basically Kang is. Responsible for or at least can control sentinels and then he turns the sentinels against the Earth Charlotte to your point about like <laughs> does anything ever come of Washington DC being destroyed. How about does anything ever come of major world cities being destroyed by sentinels because those programs should have no support <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> after after what Kang has done like specifically a bad look for Sentinels, who will go on to continue hunting, mut- hunting mutants and be used by world governments. Um, I did like that, that continuity pulled by Busiek, though that was pretty cool. Yeah. Any additional final thoughts Zach. on the King? I mean, I I think the hardest thing about this is it is so big, and King is so devastating, but it is not a Infinity Gauntlet reality warp it back kind of book. It, it, but then it's you know it's just like it doesn't walk anything back, and then you have like a couple issues to try and be like, you know, all right, let's let's react to this tragedy. And it's just, I don't know that all kind of rings hollow, I guess, just because it's so self-contained in this book. I yeah, just, it's just the a fact weird that vibe. it's
1: not as widespread as infin- the Infinity Trilogy like doesn't help it feel as big. I think it's successful in making Kang into one of the biggest bads of the Marvel Universe, which I yeah. didn't think at all before this. Uh, like he, he's not quite Thanos or Doom, but he's right after that, I guess. Now and like that's that's a, that's a success. But yeah, it, it feels like the um, I don't know if specifically like the central miniseries approach would have uh, worked better. But like I, I hate, it's weird that I'm calling for for crossover events, but like the crossover nature some sometimes helps uh, um, a story feel as like feel significant in a way. This if this was.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. Like, if this was structured where the Kang bits were an event called Kang Dynasty, Busiak gets to do his triathlon religion in the pages of just Avengers. Yeah. And then you have whoever else, to, you know, because it's like all the Avengers books could be tying into this easily, right? Like, what is Iron Man doing during all of this? What is Thor doing yeah, all yeah. of this? Captain America should be, you know, tied in. Like, you could easily just do the Avengers side of things, you know, have one Spidey tie in. Like, I actually do think that would work and i think that would make me kind of enjoy it more because then you'd have like a king dynasty focused i don't know that's rarely the solution to a problem is to make it an event like i think generally we'd be calling for the opposite um but in this case it kind of would have given it some stakes i think it also you know oddly for being as flipping long as it is and and dense like there are moments where i'm like are we missing issues like somehow there yes. are still moments of like did we skip stuff you know like is there an annual that fits in here <laughs> which like to me that's a huge plotting and pacing problem um okay the things that i like a lot about the because this is basically the end i mean we're not gonna read any more busiak avengers this is the end um i do really like he makes ultron super cool and he makes kang super cool um i think he ups their profile as supervillains in the marvel universe and uh that's probably the thing i like most about this run actually
1: yeah, that's interesting because those are two characters that, like, from the MCU, you'd assume that they're the biggest deal, but they, like, so far in what we've read in the memoir, like, they haven't been. Like, Ultron is a weirdo from the '60s, and Kang is like some guy that has hundreds of versions of himself, but that's it. Like, they've yeah. never been the Thanos or the Doom or the Magneto. Um, yeah. And this like gets them close to that, uh, which is which is. Int- I, I have we read some some Bersiak on Ultron stuff. Oh, am I? Am I just completely blacking out? So, uh,
0: Avengers nineteen to twenty two is Ultron Unlimited, which I like a lot. Okay, both of you were were pretty checked out on. Yeah, but yeah, it's Actually, like but it's I thought it was really it,
1: good. that's interesting that he he's the one that makes them into into big deals. And yeah, I like that we we're we are getting an actual like by making the biggest villains the Avengers villains. He's solidifying the Avengers as like the the biggest team, the most important team. That's like. That's something that's never quite the case, and like he, like he succeeds in yeah. ma- making a coming that basically works by ha- and still has like basically all of the Avengers in it. Like, how many Avengers are in this? Like, I don't know, thirty, forty. Like, there are a lot of yeah, Avengers in this comic. Maybe. Right. He
0: does the right.
1: like he does the world of Avengers thing, uh, like before anyone else, but which means before Hickman. Um, but yeah, like that's that we have like it's always. The Avengers is, like, six to, to, to eight people, and then you get a, a moment where when the roster changes and maybe you see some more Avengers, but this, like, having constantly, like, 40 Avengers is, like, is, it's interesting and it's impressive that he does mostly manage to, to juggle that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do think it's also, like, the main, the main characters, though, that he hones in on are Justice, Firestar, Triathlon, Carol Danvers going as Warbird and developing alcoholism. Um Captain America, actually. And somebody I'm forgetting, but it's you know, it's all like like the like the characters he leans into the most are definitely the least considered as long time Avengers, despite the fact that he's got everyone around. Uh which is you know, I appreciate that approach yeah. to writing a book. Um I just yeah. It's not doesn't always work. Okay. There you have it. Who does Guinness Avengers next, it.
2: Dave? jeff johns does it so Je- next year right
0: jeff johns is coming on to avengers um for about a year and a half mm. and i don't know that we'll be including any of that in the club so if you're a patreon backer over at patreon.com slash marvelous year and you want to make sure we read some jeff johns avengers um that is those are issues it's you ten, can 10
2: bucks a month to add something in it that kind of seems like it would be a good fit for him right like the
0: that, that seems like it'd be in his wheelhouse oh uh, he, he uh, it's it's kind of interesting i mean it's early jeff johns you know it's really it's, i guess it's kind of in tandem with like when his teen titans is taking off on the dc side yeah probably done star uh was not starfire um stars and stripes at that point but uh you know it's early jeff johns mm. so it's i don't the avengers run by johns is definitely not lauded or, or talked about very often so it's kind of an interesting comics curiosity it does also include the issue that is not or at least historically, has not been included in Marvel Unlimited because of uh, the inclusion of oral sex between Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. <laughs> okay, cool. And yes, and yes, it involves Pym particles. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, one it of them, one of them, tiny. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, you can find that the panel that I'm referencing quite easily. All right, <laughs> if you let search me... for it. That will be in your search Open history, though. Inco- so, no, you
2: know. oh, incognito mode, Hank
0: him anyway uh then it's even even incognito mode you are now on a
2: government watch list (laughs) uh the and then it's going to be bendis taking over avengers
0: forever right and then we'll get to avengers disassembled in 2004 yeah oh
2: wow yep look at look at that (laughs) wait that it's not in marvel unlimited just because of that it's kind of funny
0: well does it say what issue it is for you because maybe they've added it since. i mean uh i mean historically they hit it um but i'm i'm, I'm on a ranker you know,
2: list to of the yep. most sexually deviant superheroes in comics <laughs> um, uh-huh. and uh this is number two avengers 71
0: um, oh maybe it is in here now yeah i don't know let's
2: see anyway it's pretty good um,
0: yeah. all right somebody yeah. somebody send us out i'm gonna scroll through this comic and look for some porn <laughs> okay
2: uh anyway avengers love talking about it love reading these comics thanks everyone for listening to our conversation um I oh no it's here yeah is it's it here? okay great yeah it doesn't yeah. it actually doesn't seem that offensive like or even that edgy compared to other stuff we're getting at uh, the it's, time.
0: it's just regularly mocked yeah really. yeah
2: yeah but I, yeah, I don't know i i, I kind of like that kind of stuff like just goofing around all right all right vision all right. sex pranks you know classic classic stuff
0: we could use more vision sex pranks here. Right? yeah that's a
2: real old throwback um thanks everyone for listening that was fun looking forward to more fantastic Four. next episode dave and i we already recorded that one um dave and i talk about the hulk um some bruce jones john ramina jr stuff peter david wrapping it up with a, uh, a one-off issue
0: uh, i'm peter david and i'm here to say i'm all about the tna is he yep. is he oh uh, this there peter is Peter david wrapping it up yeah uh oh, i got it
2: there is like one naked woman just kind of inexplicably in the nuclear wasteland of incredible hulk the end bruce does just see like a nude woman walking around <laughs> so yeah uh and then we read uh, jim starlin's infinity abyss jim starlin's back and it was kind of interesting so um look forward to- i was gonna say looking forward to talking about that but we already did so look forward to listening to that um it was a good app so and then uh 2003 all kinds of interesting stuff coming up there you can find that spreadsheet at patreon.com slash my for a dollar a month five dollars a month gets you access to our slack channel and early six months early access to extra issues charlotte and i are just now wrapping up our superhero subversions miniseries uh we talked about a bunch of stuff like watchmen and the boys and planetary um and we are moving on to three a three episode miniseries on the entirety of the works of molly knox ostertag so um looking forward to. Re- putting those out soon and then at $10 a month you get uh, get to add comics to the list it's a great responsibility and a great power I think that's how the quote goes um, reviews on Apple Podcasts well, what
0: Spider-Man has always said is please please donate to patreon.com slash marvellous year
2: you have a responsibility um, and a power to give me some money Yeah, those were Ben's last yeah.
1: words so you should
2: <laughs> you should honor his wishes. <laughs> Peter Peter I have one thing to tell you we do have donate that
0: uh, my marvelous year <laughs>
2: We do have that slightly negative review that is now just sitting at the top of our My Marvelous Year iTunes page. This it, is the one that
0: uh, calls you a liar. Is that correct?
2: I think so. It's kind of hard to parse. Uh, they, they get their yeah, tenses. Sorry. They get their tenses kind of wrong because it does say the host are the opposite of entertaining. <laughs> um. Anyway, they did give us two stars. I got to give them credit. They didn't just you know slam one star. It's not a. They find some merit to what we do Um, i respect the two star yeah i do too i think it's 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 much funnier than one star one star is understandable (laughs) two stars i kind of just don't get anyway um yeah we we appreciate seeing reviews over there so uh music by disaster piece thank you disaster anything else
0: thanks everybody we'll see you next time see you next
1: year